Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another, actually, not another. This is the first Steelers post game of 2019 where we're here, myself, co host Lance Williams, to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've won 30 to 28 week one preseason over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lance, how's it going the, tonight? What are your knee jerk reactions to the game? Man, big up to you, Jeff. Man, it's a long day for you on the East Coast, my brother. Man, it's almost <laughs> midnight. My thought was, good Lord, that was a long game. My goodness, the challenges. <laughs> Come on, man. Some of the officiating late, the hitting a defenseless receiver with 45 seconds to go. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was it was it got bad. I started fast forwarding between each play just to get to the next play, uh, man. But overall, solid performance by a lot of players for the Steelers. Okay, now before we get the live chat's already starting to get hot, all right, because people were anxious to talk about the game and stuff like that. But I want to say first and foremost as a preface to this that. Lance and I are going to hold all conversation about Mr. Third and Fifth until Sunday's show. The standard is the standard. <laughs> I, might, I, might, I might tease. Oh. I might talk a little bit about it tomorrow. <laughs> no. Okay, tomorrow okay. is fine. Okay. Tomorrow is fine. But we will get into our debate on that. And it might actually be a debate on Mr. Third and Fifth on Sundays. The standard is the standard. So please, let's focus strictly on, um, you know, this the Steelers play. So let's talk about who stood out to you in a positive way. I'm going to go first. How can you start anywhere other than number 55? Devin Bush was all over the field. I think I heard that he had 10 tackles. He had a pass breakup. I think that would have been null. I think it was nullified actually because that was a play that Tyson Alualu got called for roughing the passer. But still, um, tackle for a loss. He looked good. Lance. You agree, disagree? Hey, man, I second that emotion. Uh, that kid is explosive. He's all over the field. And it's going to be hard for them to keep him off the football, the football field. I mean, it's going to be, you know, he's going to be starting very soon. He's not going to be limited to being a sub-package football player. They're going to have to get him on the field. And I think that might be dangerous for Vidi uh, Vidi Vici in the future. Well, you know, I was listening to the pregame show on the Steelers Nation radio, and they were talking essentially that, um, in this is Mike Pursuta, this is Bob Labriola, and uh, Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, and they were talking about how they foresee Vince Williams turning into a Casey Hampton type. No, not that he's going to play nose tackle, but that he's only going to really be playing on early obvious running or run potential downs and then coming off the field and Baron and Bush will be out there. I was impressed with Baron's speed. He's willing to, to lay the lumber. He's kind of the hard hitter of the two. Um, overall, I think a lot of people might look at that first drive with Jameis Winston took the offense down the field and scored a touchdown that they would say, Oh man, um, it just didn't look good, but you got to remember there was one official starter on that football field, and that was Terrell Edmonds. So, Lance, go ahead with your – who's another player that stood out to you in a positive way? Boswell. I think Boswell Ooh. looked very good. We'll pulled Boswell. that one out of the hat. I wasn't expecting that one to come this. <laughs> Boswell – in fact, I have – I listed like six or seven players, and Boswell was number one. And the reason why I say Boswell, and I know there's a lot of excitement about the rookie, but the rookie doesn't score points. 
Boswell scores points, and when you have a kicking game that was as inconsistent as the Steelers last year, I know that all of Steeler Nation, the coaches, everybody, Steeler Universe, was trying to check out Boswell to see if he would perform well. And he was kicking them right down the middle with juice, with a lot of leg, a lot of power, looked good on the extra points. I thought he was fantastic. And if Boswell, he looked like the Boswell of two years ago. Well, hey, let me ask you this about Chris Boswell, because I, I agree. He had a great performance, kicked the ball in terms of kickoffs, did a good job. What is it going to take for you to not be a nervous wreck like I am whenever he's lining up to kick a field goal? Because one preseason game is not going to do it. Um, well, he makes that first game winner. Oh, gosh. That, that first game winner. <laughs> um, but but I think, I mean, my memory is short with Boz. Boz kicked the ball so well that first year uh, when, when he really was one of the most important factors of them going 13-3. and You know, my memory is short. I think Boz, I mean, I, I – I don't know. I think Boz was just in a funk. I think he had, you know, you're the golfer, the, uh, you know, the yips. I think he just had the the yips last year, was in a bad place mentally. You know, when guys are motivated and they want to eat steak instead of sirloin, you know, you can see the best. Okay. The yips can end people's careers, just so you know. <laughs> yes, hopefully it did not end his. Uh, what was it? Ian Baker Finch? Ian Baker Finch, uh, yeah. in terms of not necessarily the gifts, but losing their swing. Uh, David Duvall, Corey Pavin, they all yeah. went through it. So there were a lot of golfers. But anyways, let's get back to football. I'm going to give you another name, and I know that Ali, who's a regular in the live chat, he is always, always busting my chops because I always bring up James Washington. But it's my turn to say I thought James Washington played extremely well tonight. And this is from Dobbs and Rudolph. I'll get to those two guys, I'm sure, in a second. But I was super impressed with Washington's. He didn't just catch the deep ball. He also had the nice, I man, I thought that toe tap would have been really awesome if he could have made that touchdown catch. But he had the back shoulder touchdown from Rudolph. He worked over the middle. He took a big hit, got up. He caught the deep pass. I loved his versatility. I think he's going to, I'm not saying he's going to beat out Moncrief, He's going to be pushing him, and I think that's a good thing. The Steelers know how to pick receivers. I think last year might have proven to be just craziness all around, and I think he's settling in. What do you think about that, Lance? I'm going to go even farther, Jeff, and this could be a little show wager that we can have. Mark the tape if you're in a live chat. He's going to beat out Moncrief. Oh, okay. He's going to start. You know what he looked like? He looked like a confident football player. He looked like a guy that was a second-round draft pick that was an awesome player in college against guys that he knew weren't as good as him, and he made them look that way. And that's what you want to see when you have a highly drafted guy, a guy that you're banking on. When they play against guys that might be bagging groceries, you make them look like guys that might be bagging groceries. And I was most impressed with his when he caught the football, he caught the football. There was no movement in his hands. They were solid, confident catches. His use of body control, even in the run game when he was blocking on the edge, everything he did with the purpose, and he looked extremely confident. And if he comes and plays like that with the addition of Moncrief, then it is what it is. This offense can get it done. Okay, so what's, who's your next person on your list? I'm going to go with, because you said Rudolph. You, 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 did I, you, didn't, you, I didn't say Rudolph yet. 
Well, yeah, that's right. You're your guy. <laughs> no, no, Jeff, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Go, go ahead. Go, go ahead and you talk about your guy. Yeah. Yes, talk about your guy. Go ahead. Well, okay. First, let me say that I thought all three quarterbacks had really good moments tonight. I thought that um, out of the three, Mason Rudolph was in a very unique situation. And let me explain. And Lance called me on his way home, and I was talking about this. Lance, did you see what I was talking about? How they it was like yes, a different yes, offense. Yes, yes, it was. Okay, so when Dobbs was under center, they had Rosie Nix out there. They had him under center, didn't have him in the shotgun as much. It just seemed weird. And then once Mason Rudolph comes in, it's like, okay, now we can run a real offense. And he's in the shotgun most of the time. There's no fullback. They're spreading teams out. He's able to read and make a quick decision. I did like Rudolph. He showed me a couple aspects of his game I didn't think he had. Number one, it was the pass play where he escaped the pocket. There was a holding call. It was nullified. But it was the fact that he had the escapability and the speed, which was not was a knock on him coming out of Oklahoma State, that he was like a statue in the pocket. So I was imp- impressed with that. And he had the patience on that touchdown pass to Zach Gentry to stay in the pocket, don't get happy feet, and try to break it outside. He stayed in there, threw a strike. I thought Mason Rudolph played well. I was less impressed with Bucky Hodges, although his receivers didn't help him much. And although Joshua Dobbs' numbers look good, I, the, the, he had the 36-yard run that was nice, um, and he delivered the deep ball to to, uh, to I'm sorry to James Washington. But other than that, I, I just thought that Dobbs was just kind of meh for being the starter, for playing with the the what should be the best. But then again, I, I, we haven't gotten to the negatives yet. But the negatives that I had, one of them was the backup offensive line looked like absolute garbage, and so Dobbs didn't have a lot of time. So I'm going to take that with a grain of salt as well. Um, what are your thoughts on the quarterbacks in general, not just Rudolph after the game? I think to your point, I think both uh, Rudolph and, and, and the third string guy both look much better in the pocket. I, I think to your point about the touchdown throw, um, you can see the maturation of Rudolph in the pocket as he was calm, kept his head up, kept scanning the football field and looking for outlets and targets and made an excellent throw with accuracy towards the corner of the end zone for the touchdown pass. That that shows you that he has elevated his game in the second year. I think the other two guys have much better pocket presence than Josh Dobbs. And going back to Josh Dobbs, although he hit that pass, that pass was inaccurate on, on the deep post to, to Washington. That should have been a touchdown. Um, he he. You can even see from behind the play, from the camera angle, from the quarterback angle, he had at least three to four yards of separation from the corner on the post. If he throws that anywhere towards the opposite hash and lets him run under that, that's a touchdown. And, and that's that's the 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 small level of detail that that coaching staff and I'm sure coaching staffs are looking at. That little bit of actual or lack of accuracy took points off the board. I think the other two guys look better than Dobbs. I think I'll I'll go as far as to say that your guy, I think, solidified the fact that he's going to be the number two quarterback. I think Rudolph won that job tonight. He looked much better than Dobbs to me. He's going to have to duplicate that in in week two, and I would not be shocked if Tomlin comes out this week and says, it's been our plan all along. Rudolph's going to start week two. Um, unless unless Roethlisberger is going to play, let me preface that if they're going to if they're going to play Ben at all in week two. We know that he'll be out there. But if Mason Rudolph is going to be the next quarterback up, 
then he's going to have to duplicate the success he had tonight if he wants to win that number two job. Because Here, here's the other thing that you notice is Jeff that when Rudolph came in, everything got crisper. The blocking, the the pace, the energy of the offense, the whole crispness of the offense, just the body language, everything was faster. It was more intense. It was more crisp. Everything was done with a better purpose. It's almost like they were like the offensive line was like, wow, thanks. Dobbs is out. We can start really playing. Rudolph said, let's go get some, let's go get something done. And like everything just drastically changed when Rudolph came in the game. And that makes me wonder, it makes me wonder why, you know, because yeah. Joshua Dobbs has been there an extra year. It's not that he doesn't know the offense. It's not that he's not a smart player and can't call out protections. It's just strange that that sometimes happens, but it did. I agree with you hundred percent. It looked like a completely different offense um, once they got in there. So, um, and I, I think I might've said Bucky Hodges earlier. It's uh, Devlin. <laughs> Bucky Hodges, was a, Bucky Hodges was a tight end. Um, so uh, go ahead, Lance. Who is the next? Uh, that's a dollar in the. Hey, Bucky Hodges. I thought he was a character at the MCU, man. I just let you. <laughs> I let you roll with it. I thought it was maybe Bucky's last name from Captain America. I was like, maybe Jeff is pointing out Bucky, the Winter Soldier. No, I don't know, no, no, maybe. No. It is late. That's what it is. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> I'm gonna give you um, I, I, his last name. I believe is Skipper. Yes, Skipper and Ulysses Gilbert. Those two guys really stood out as well. Particularly Gilbert. Gilbert, he's quick twitch. I mean that guy, 54 Gilbert. I mean his his burst and suddenness to the quarterback, and even the plays that he was making in the red zone. They can't cut that guy. He, he he will not. They'll either have to put. They're going to have to do something with him. He flashed his level of athleticism. It, it, you've got to figure out a place for him. I think. I just don't know where, and it goes back to a discussion I had with uh, my source. We'll call it, and it says that Tyler Matikavich is a very coveted player on this team. And that uh, they're not going to part ways with him unless they absolutely have to. But I say to that, a similar song was sung last year with Landry Jones. And what happened? Everyone he's no was, longer in the National Football League. <laughs> he's trying out for the <laughs> XFL is what's happening. Um, I, I And everyone was stunned by it. And I think there's going to be a couple players this year that you're like, wait. I, you know, Dave Schofield and I talked about this a, a, a lot on our, one of our shows. I think it was one we filled in for you on the standard as a standard. He said, who's going to fill that Darius Hayward Bay role? You go through all of the wide receivers that they have that everyone assumes is going to make the team. You know, Eli Rogers, Ryan Switzer, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and I'm forgetting James Washington, Dante Moncrief. There's your six. How many of them play special teams? Zero, unless you're counting a return man. Johnny Holton tonight, he had a big catch. He had some returns. He could be that Darius Hayward Bay guy, and he could lead to someone miss, losing a spot on the roster. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I agree with you. Ulysses Gilbert, I thought, looked good. Uh, I would love to see him play a little bit more with like uh, the next level up. Maybe get him some time in the third quarter, see what he does there. But, you know, I don't know. So uh, let's see here. Someone said fire Mike Tomlin. Come on now. Seriously. 
Jeez. You know what was, was funny though? You know what's funny? He he did lose a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw the I saw it. And I'm like, I don't know why he's challenging this. And I, that's always the case for me. Is I look at it and say, I I'm trying to think why in the world would he challenge this? Like no one picked up the football. No one claimed. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. He just wanted the game to go longer. Yeah, seriously, that was the se- that was the second half that would never end. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, the next player that I I thought played well. I was really impressed with uh, Jalen Samuels in the limited amount of times that he touched the football. He ran the ball well. He showed that he's still more than capable of catching the ball. But he had some more speed than I remember last year. A little bit more burst. I was very happy to see that. I think that's going to round out nicely in their uh, running back squad, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what were your thoughts on Jalen Samuels? He didn't touch the ball much, but when he did, he made plays. Great lateral quickness. Yeah. Great feet. I mean, that run towards in the red zone, great feet, great patience in the hole. Um, he looks better. He looks better. He looks like he does have more juice. Um, and, and that'll lead me to, you know, when we get to the negatives, um, and, and I'll juxtapose him well, let's, against let's, the let's, player let's, that let's, I had. Do you, have any other, do you have any other positives? No, that the game that the game finally ended. I mean that <laughs> that that it wasn't a tie, and that's the funny thing is, you know, I commented on your show. I think it was the was the Thursday show, and yeah, the guys preview, we did the predictions, and I said a tie. <laughs> I said the game was going to be a tie, and it was dark. It was really close. That'd have been dreadful. A tie in preseason. Okay, really so why don't you go ahead into your negatives? Go ahead and say the first player that you thought didn't really. Play well. Well, the backup offensive line was pretty bad to start the game, but but Chuck's a core four was really bad. Um, I, I think if there's a thought that Chuck's is going to be a, a starting tackle this year, I, I think that was. I think you saw that he's not going to be a starting tackle this year. Some of those blocks were really bad in pass protection, but on the opposite, and and that's the negative for him. But I thought. Um, and you guys might get ready to put something in the tip jar because I think I'm going to say this guy's name incorrectly. <laughs> but I thought that Matt Filer. Yes. Filer? Yes. Right, yeah. <laughs> that Matt Filer played really well at guard uh, in the game today. And I think he solidified his position or his value on a team even more playing well on the inside. But I think Chuck's uh, a core four looked really bad at the tackle position. The the camp battle's over if it hasn't been decided yet. And honestly, I would say that right now, uh, barring injury or something crazy happening, you have Matt Filer is going to be your right tackle. I think they do like uh, Chooks Akora for their swing, but don't be shocked if Zach Banner somehow finds his way into the mix as well. He played a ton and he didn't play badly. So what does that mean? Who who loses their roster spot with Gerald Banner? Hawkins would yes. lose his roster yes. spot. Yes, I think he's the odd man out. And Fred Johnson, I believe is his name, is the, the giant of a man that they have at guard who can play both guard spots. And so if they keep him, keep Banner, and keep Filer, and Filer can move inside as well, they have a super versatile offensive line, and they're all freaking huge. So Yeah, I didn't know until I was watching the program that Banner – his dad is Lincoln Kennedy. Yeah. 
outstanding player. He used to play for the Raiders. He played for University of Washington. Outstanding player, uh, Lincoln Kennedy. So that was one of my negatives. Well, who, who's a negative for you, Jeff? I got to be honest with you. I was pretty disappointed in Benny Snell tonight. Um, yes. I want to hear your points. And there were certain things, and it, it was his first NFL action. I get that. I'm sure there was ner- there were nerves, but there were some times where I, I, you hear about what he's being built up to. Like He's a downhill runner. He's a one-cut-and-go guy. And so they would run a, a little you know, lead, a guard pulling, and he's got a gap to just shoot up and get – four or five yards, put your head down and go get, get the yardage necessary. He's trying to string it out. Look, James Conner can string it out. He's fast enough to do that. Benny Snell is not fast enough to do that. The One of the more disappointing things, I actually tweeted this out from the Behind the Steel Curtain Twitter handle, was Vance McDonald needs to teach this kid how to throw a stiff arm. I mean, he whiffed like two or three times. He's getting taken down the open field by a cornerback. To me, that's not... That's not Benny Snell football. You know, we've, we've heard about Benny Snell football using air quotes there for those listening in audio. Um, I just wasn't, I, I'm not saying that he's a dud. I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm just saying that now that he's got that first game out of the way, he knows what to expect. I hope to see some improvement next time. You know, I already gave him a nickname. Me and my dad were watching a game and we were just laughing because, you know, I don't know if you guys know, Benny and the Jets is one of my favorite songs. Might be my favorite all-time song. I mean, I love that song. I was a kid when it came out, and instead of Benny and the Jets, I was thinking Benny, no Jets. <laughs> there is a th- there is a term called lateral quickness. It's how quick you can cut laterally, as it sounds. Lateral quickness. He has no lateral quickness. The play that you're talking about when he was. All he had to do is make the cut. If you have lateral quickness, you don't even have to stiff arm the corner. He had to stiff arm the corner and he whiffed because he didn't have lateral quickness. All you Also, you can see when he runs laterally, his steps get his balance. He loses balance and he's just not explosive. You know, maybe he has camp legs. Maybe his legs are dead from a lot of activity during camp. But he just didn't look explosive. And so when you juxtapose him against uh, Edmonds or you juxtapose him against um, you know, any of the other backs, you can see the difference. I mean, you can see the difference. You can see that they have explosion. There's life. There's electricity to when they run the football. When Benny Snell runs it, it looks like the light switch is turned off. There's no juice. There's no <laughs> jets. So I, I'm hoping to see more. Honestly, I liked Edmonds a lot better than Benny Snell in the game. Samuel's much better. I mean, yeah. I mean, compare Samuel's and compare Benny Snell. I mean, I know he's a – but he didn't even do the one cut downhill stuff well. He yeah. was slow to the hole. I mean, that's why you can't believe everything that you hear when you're reading about camp stuff. I mean, the guy looked very pedestrian, but he will be protected because of the P, the pedigree. He's a draft pick, so I'm sure he's in no danger of getting cut. I don't think Benny Snell did everything poorly because I thought he did pass protection well. He, there's a couple times where he had a nice, some nice slides to protect the passer, and I thought he caught the ball okay. In the, you know, and that was something that he wasn't asked to do a lot in Kentucky. And to me, Benny Snell is the prototypical and it happened with the uh, 
the guy that's up in the new with the New York Jets now, and Mr. Butt Naked, Mr. <laughs> Butt Naked and Robbed, um, <laughs> Mr. Butt Naked Robbed. <laughs> He came in, and I think a lot of these guys, especially running backs, think, okay, I need to bulk up. I need to get bigger and stronger for the NFL, when in reality they need to be conditioned and they need to be as fast as they can. James Conner went through the same thing. He came back from year one to year two looking like a totally different player. He was more dynamic last season than he was as a rookie, even in limited time. I would expect Benny Snell to follow the same career path in terms of his conditioning. The Steelers will get on him. Uh, I don't want to pile on this kid too much because it's just his first game and it's we've already mentioned the offensive line was not that great and especially early on in the game he had no running room so i don't want to you know go too far but that's my negative anyone else pop out at negative to you oh man justin lane i mean he does get paid to cover corners not to run away from them and he also gets paid to tackle guys not air like if he he did an excellent job tackling oxygen, <laughs> he tackling tackled, air. He tackled Johnny B. Air. That's what I said. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> if you're grading him on tackling air, excellent. If you're grading him on attacking people, not that good. He looked very tentative. I mean, he just. I mean, you. Ha- I mean, he he was covering guys as if they had the proverbial cooties. He just didn't want to get close. Did I, it, you see? You say it was Antoine Blake esque? Yes. Yes. Cortez Allen esque. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't good. It, it it wasn't good. I mean, he's, you know, again, he has the pedigree P protecting him possibly, but he's a lower pick. So who knows? I didn't think he was very good. I think he has to improve, play with a little more confidence, and take some more chances. He played him as the whole game. Yes. And he was in there to like the fourth quarter. Like, I think Tom was like, yo, you're, you're going to be playing. <laughs> Period. Put it, like, put it like this. He didn't contest any ball, I believe. I mean, if it wasn't a completion, it was an overthrow. So it, it you know, I mean, he he made the play early in the first half, but that just wasn't a good ball, I think, by Jameis Winston. He didn't turn locate the ball. I mean, we're being a little bit tough on the kid. It was his first start. I just didn't think he played that well. No, I agree. And yeah, like you said, his first start, and he's probably learning different schemes and i the thing that for me is i can't stand it when it's third and three and a defensive back is eight yards off the ball and they don't they don't protect the boundary well and and that was him in a nutshell tonight so i wasn't pleased with justin lane either um i'm gonna go with my negative and say that the officiating my gosh guys i mean yes i mean i know (laughs) i know you're trying to set the tone in the preseason and I know that you're. I know there's holding on every play, but that doesn't mean that you need to call it on every play. I, I, I swear. Now, some of it pisses me off about the Steelers, is the fact that you know, like every time there's a special teams return or kick coverage, there's a penalty on the Steelers. There's a hold. There's something. There's always something. So uh, the penalties and the officiating tonight, I thought was a little much. Uh, the roughing the passer on Tyson Alawalu was soft. Um, I thought that the uh, hit on the defenseless receiver with what was it, 45 seconds, Lance? 40, 45 seconds. Yeah, 45 seconds. Um, but I'm assuming that there is, hey, I, my dad used to always tell me, hey, it's their preseason too. Like, okay. Yes, right, it is. That, 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 that is a great point. I mean, they call defensive holding on a uh, on Lance a, is on all the, frozen up. There he is. He'll be back. 
I think I'm back now. Can you hear me now, Jeff? Are you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, all right, cool. All right, we're good. We're good. It's, we're good. it's our it's our preseason too. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the officials called defensive holding on a nose guard. I was like, dude, they never call defensive holding on defensive linemen. I'm like, really? I mean, those. I mean, really? I mean, they rarely hold because they're trying to penetrate. I mean, but geez. I, Come on. And that was in the first quarter. That was like in the first drive or something. I was like, really? This is bad. But yeah. here, here's another guy that was really bad. And I and I know they're trying to figure this out. Bruce Arians with the challenges on PI. I was like, come on, Bruce. Can we get out of here? I, I, just, I was like, come <laughs> on. I was like, come on, man. Like, can we? Well, how about Bruce Arians going for two on three different occasions in the game and going 0 for 3? It's one of those situations I was like, at first, okay, I get it. You're going for it. If you get it, you're up one. If you don't, you're down two. It's gonna, You're not going to end up in a tie. And then at the end of the game, I'm like, holy crap. He's going to go for two. They're going to get it. It's going to go to Correct. overtime. And I'm going to want to shoot someone in the head. Please. Not literally. Yeah, like you know what, you know what, it, it, you know, my dad was criticizing me because he's like, yeah, you know, guys are trying to evaluate guys, so they shouldn't do it. You know what my thought was as I was watching this dreadful fourth quarter. And I'm sorry to say that Steeler fans, it was long, and I'm sure Jeff is like, man, dude, it's getting late. I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> um, there needs to be a running clock in the fourth quarter in preseason games. Just run the clock. Let the clock just run. The only time that the clock stops is during a TV timeout. But once we get back, just let that thing run. Do not stop the clock. I would take it a step further and in preseason games have two halves. Go college basketball style. Just have yeah. two halves. No quarters. Just you have first half, second half, and then you're done. See you. Shake hands. See you later. Bye. Um, so, uh, okay. I can't really think of anything else. The, the thing that I always want to take and remind folks that are listening to this or watching this is that the Steelers were a shell of themselves. Like I mentioned earlier, we assume that Devin Bush is going to start, but let's just say right now he's not a starter. That meant that Terrell Edmonds was the only defensive starter to play tonight. That's it. No Joe Hayden, no Steven Nelson, no Sean Davis, no Cameron Hayward, no Stefan Tuitt. Javon Hargrave did play, but he did not start or anything of that nature. Um, you know, Vince Williams wasn't in there. It, Bud Dupree, TJ Watt. I just, that's, none of them played. None of them played. So I know that a lot of fans were upset. I checked the Twitter notifications about the tackling and the defensive, blah, 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 whatever. Um, it, it is what it is. My question for you, though, on a, on a couple of players. First and foremost is Ola Denier. What were your thoughts on him? He kind of he got some pressure a couple times. He was tearing up camp. Did he live up to the hype or what? I, I think he did, but but not so much on defense, more so for me on special teams. I thought he was fantastic on special teams. And, 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 and I think you'll see his immediate impact there. And I think he'll be used as a, a, an obvious pass rushing situation to give probably Bud Dupree a blow because I can't I don't think they can afford to really take TJ Watt off the field but he'll be a situational pass rusher and he's quick twitch I mean I, I mean the, the, the guy is as athletic as all get out so I was impressed by his 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 tenacity and motor and, and athleticism my next question is is kind of a hypothetical and that is you look I look at some of these rookies that were injured or some of these players that really need to get on the football field 
I'm thinking a guy like Sutton Smith, who didn't play tonight because of injury. Artie Burns, who didn't play tonight because of injury. Uh, Deontay Johnson, who didn't play tonight because of injury. How important to you is it that they get on this football field next Saturday night when they host the Kansas City Chiefs at Heinz Field in week two? Well, you know what they say. And what do they say, Jeff? Can't make the club from the tub. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, what about a guy like Artie Burns? I mean, he's a guy that at least you know something about him. He's not a complete unknown like a Sutton Smith. Well, they paid Artie Burns to 800000 He's staying. Artie Burns' role is pretty solidified unless Nelson falls on his face and or um, Joe Hayden it, it is not an effective player. And even then, you have – Sutton and you have you probably have Sutton as the first backup then Artie Burns is the backup there Artie Burns when they paid the roster bonus he'll be back this will just probably be his last year all right my last question for you before we give our final thoughts on the game the final score was 30 to 28 tonight which of the sides of the football is is this closer to in terms of regular season play the offense scoring 30 or the defense that was giving up 30 which is it? Which is like you know? I think when the games really start to count, I could see the defense not being as good as we thought, or that the offense is going to be around thirty most games. Um, I think it's probably closer to what the offense will be. Okay. Um, I think the defense will be better than that. I mean, the one thing that showed up to me they they appear to be faster, um, and and I think they will be improved if Devin Bush continues to play like that. And I want to give myself credit and give us credit. Uh, for the yeah, I said it that I did a while back about Vince Williams and his limited snap counts. You know, this is something that we both thought and something that I did in the podcast, how Vince was going to be limited, I believe, next year in, in the ability of snaps that he plays. I think the Steelers defense it will be better. So I don't think this was indicative of how good I think they'll be this season. You there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> preseason yes love it so all right i got most of what you said um i think the offense i agree i think the offense is gonna be good so what 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 do you take away from this game here like th this game is over week one the steelers are one to know heading into week two is there anything that you take away from this or is it just another meaningless preseason game they're happy with bush i think bush is what they thought he was and that the game was really long <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you on Devin Bush. I think that if the, if I'm the Steelers, I'm pretty happy with the way the quarterbacks played today. I would agree. I all would three, agree. All three of them. I would I'm agree. I'm happy with James Washington because here's the guy as well. You took him in the second round last year, and everyone's thinking, here we go, Juju 2.0, let's bring him up. And boy, he did not do that. And so. I think there was a little uneasiness in the Steelers organization about James Washington after last year. And I know it's one preseason game, but if there's any game that he could have, if there's anything he could have done to silence some of those critics, he did that tonight. Every opportunity yet. He'll kill third corners. He'll kill third corners. They get him on third corners. That's a win. That, that, yeah. that they expect to win there. I agree. I agree. And so, and I, I think that the Steelers have to be really happy with the guy you mentioned first, Chris Boswell. Hey, Absolutely. This is, this is a guy that, oh my gosh, it's it's one of those situations where you're like, uh, man, we just need this guy to get close to that 2017 form and not 
any bit of the 2018, which was just dreadful. Uh, but hey, Matthew Wright, he here's a call well too. So did Ian Berryman, who's the backup for Jordan Berry. Both of them only had one punt, I believe, but Ian Berryman was the one that had a nice long punt, resulted in a touchback. That those, I think Boswell has his because of his contract, but the other the punter situation, it's going to be one to watch as the uh, preseason goes off. So, uh, any final thoughts here, Lance, before we call it a show? Hey, man, Steelers football is back, and that's always a positive. The season has officially started. Uh, no more hypothesizing. We actually have some actual football that you can watch and grade and have an opinion on. So that's always a good thing. This, this, this is back, Jeff. You ready? I know you're in shape, but are you ready for the grind, baby? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Now, why don't you tease us a little bit of what's going to be happening tomorrow when you go, yeah, I said it live. One of the popular things that we've heard in this camp is chemistry. Chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. Everybody's waxing a poetic about how the vibe feels so good. And yeah, I said it. Talent is still more valuable than chemistry. There you go. That, that'll be good. Do you have any idea what time you're going live? I have no idea. Perfect. So if you're listening, <laughs> that's why you need to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. You will get a notification that when they go live, just like you would have tonight. So make sure you check that out. And, I am um, going, and I'm, I'm going to apologize, Jeff, right now. My daughter plays soccer on Saturday, so these shows are going to be all over the place. In and times, and that's okay. So just, yeah, so just you know, that that's why you gotta subscribe. So when you get that bing on your phone, that notification, you can stop like the hot light at Krispy Kreme donuts. Jeff's never had a Krispy Kreme, uh, <laughs> but everybody else understands why people would pull over when the hot sign was on on Krispy Kreme. You can do the same thing with yeah, I said it. When you get that notification, just pull over and listen to the program. There you go. And so Lance will be live tomorrow for you. I said it's Sunday. We'll be back with the standard is a standard. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about the game. We might give out some game balls, stuff like that. But we're going to also dive into the Mr. Third and Fifth stuff going on in Oakland. Yeah, that, 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 that guy. That's going to be a fun topic of conversation between the two of us based solely on our text messages earlier today. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Callisto. He has all these nicknames. Mr. Scab Feet. What was it? What did they call him, Mr. Uh, skin Flap? That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. His, his feet. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my goodness. Wow. So, and then after the standard is a standard on Sunday, we'll be right back in our normal swing of things with the, the hangover on Monday. Dave Stat Geek on Tuesday, my show on Wednesday. I'm going to try to get Chris Carter on on Wednesday to talk about the upcoming game against the Chiefs. He was there in the press box and in the uh, locker room after week one. I want to get his take on what that was like. And so make sure you check into all this stuff by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Go to BTSC Steelers Radio. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Share or tell your friends that's important, but also on our audio platform, let's say if you have a commute or you're on a treadmill and you just want to listen to it, you can follow us on anywhere where you get your podcast. Just search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, and you'll get all of our shows. This week, we'll have seven shows for you. It's pretty impressive. Oh, big up to Dave. Big up to Dave Schofield, who was at the game. And I think I yeah. saw Dave. I think I saw Dave. I saw Dave in the mask, I believe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've... 
I'm all over the place during games, staring at the computer screen and stuff. So I, I can't say I saw him, but I'm sure he'll get a screenshot or something like that and put it out there. So uh, good for him. If he was on there, he was with his daughter. He was wearing a mask. <laughs> no, he was wearing the helmet, the Kylo Ren Steeler helmet. Yeah, you guys and your Star Wars stuff. All right. <laughs> All right, Lance, why don't you send us off? Listeners, as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Absolutely. We will see you next Saturday night as we do another post game show. That's Steelers right. post game after That's the Chiefs. Right. Game. That's right, Ralph. We'll see okay. you next week. Lance, thanks for the time. Thanks for listening. We'll see you.